From the Mitchell Center to Coleman Coliseum, the Bartow and Trojan Arenas. From Veterans Memorial Stadium to Legion Field to Hancock-Whitney Stadium. With a combined 75 years of experience in the sports radio world, these guys have spent their professional lives roaming the stadiums and arenas that host your favorite teams. And now, they invite you to join them inside the press box. Get ready for Chris Stewart. Throws it out. Norris left alone. Corner three. Red smoking hot. J.D. Byers. Three-step drop. Steps up. Looks. Swatted down. Set. Down he goes. Mike Grace. Curveball right back up the middle. They'll wave out and around third base. Slides into the dogs and won it. And the broadcasters, journalists, coaches, and game changers making today's news. <laughs> They're all here inside the Press Box. Welcome to the Press Box Podcast. For my partners, Chris Stewart and J.D. Byers, I'm Mike Grace. What you're about to hear is just a slice of our Press Box radio show. Heard on great stations across Alabama and online 24-7 at PressBoxRadio.com. The show is our way of sharing with you the access we enjoy to a group of friends and colleagues who, like us, have the honor of working with and around the teams and the sports we all love. Today's guest, Brian Hodgson, assistant coach for Alabama men's basketball. He's with the Tide in Indianapolis as they prep for their Sweet 16 matchup against the UCLA Bruins. Our Chris Stewart had the first question for Brian Hodgson when he joined us inside the Press Box podcast. First of all, I hate not being able to see you and shake your hand and congratulate you in person. I know the work's far from done from what you guys want to accomplish, but I also know it's not lost on you how significant what's already been done to this point. Yeah, thanks, Chris. We'll, uh, we'll, have, we'll have plenty of time to shake hands and um, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, but no, we're, we're excited. We're excited to be here. Um, but you know, the guys are, are, um, you know, I think, I think everybody understands that the work's not finished and, and I think, uh, the guys, the guys heads are right. And, and we're looking forward to getting back out on the floor on Sunday. Coaching is tough enough when you're talking about game plan strategy, execution against the opposition, but how much of an advantage is it? when you don't have to coach kids on being locked in and focused on what's ahead? I mean, that's, that's the biggest part, to be honest with you. Um, and, and I think it, you know, it starts with the the senior group that we have. Um, you know, they, they've been through a lot. Coaching changes aren't easy. Um, you know, they've had some guys transfer out that, that they're close with. They, they've been through, they've been through the whole gauntlet here uh, of college basketball. So I think that they, they understand where we're at and how close we are to, doing something really, really special, and, and, and they're basically taking care of that for us. I know one of the, the reasons, one of the, the reasons that that you and, and Nate and Charlie, uh, Adam, all came here was for the chance to do this with Alabama, and you guys were the ones at Buffalo that had the experience of getting to this point. I mean, you guys had been to the round of 32 you know, your seniors on this team, uh, in the case of Alex, Herb, JP, they'd been there. Jordan Bruner had been to the NCAA tournament two or three times himself, but none of them had, had really advanced. Most of the guys had never been a part of this. How do you how do you coach that part of it? How do you coach them 
to not be wrapped up in holy cow we're here and we're we're on the cliff where if we keep going straight we're moving on if we lean left lean right we're falling off this falling off this tightrope that is the NCAA tournament you know we um coach coach kind of talks about you know understanding that that where how much details matter at this point you know and and we talk about that as a group and then individually um you know i made sure i talked to some of the seniors and i know everybody else did too but uh just you know basically hitting home the the point that um where we're at now you know we're we're getting everybody's best shot i think i think it helped you know they're they're sitting here in a bubble uh watching the games and they're seeing the upsets seeing how how frequent they, they they're happening and 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 how easy it can happen um and i think that that was a little bit of a wake up call for them but I think they're also sitting here watching the TV, uh, you know, and, and, and sitting here saying, look, I don't I haven't seen anybody play that we we can't beat. Um, and, and I know that these seniors, uh, you know, they want to leave a, a special mark on this program in, in Alabama basketball. So uh, I think that they've they've done a good job communicating that across the board. Ryan Hodson, Bama Hoops assistant basketball coach with us inside the press box here. J.D. Byers, Mike Grace. Chris Stewart, question coach so many times, the players seem to be more personally, intimately connected with the assistants than the head coach. I think that's that's true in most cases. In a, in a most recent outing against Maryland, because of matchups, Jordan Bruner comes uh, off the bench and only plays two minutes, but Juwan Gary, it was a better matchup with their bigs. Kind of tell me about the selflessness, though, of this team, where it, it's not a personal thing, it's you know, if that, if that's the right decision, it seems like everybody is in concert with each other and, and nobody's got a big ego. Yeah. I mean, that's the only way you, you, you win at a high level. Um, you know, Jordan, Jordan got to watch some film and, um, you know, first, first he came up to me after film and, and uh, I was talking about matchups with him and he said, coach, to be honest with you, from, from a basketball standpoint, we need to, we need to play with a, a small ball center. He said, like Juwan, and and I said, well, you know, there's a there's some there's some truth to that, and I, you know, and he said, look, I, I want to win. He said, I think that that's the way we need to start, and then he said the same thing to coach. And uh, Jordan, obviously being a graduate transfer, brings the level of leadership here that um, that we needed, and you know, we we have Petty, and we have we have Herb, and we have Reese, but it's always good to have an older another older voice in the room, and and that group is really. Um, done a good job mentoring these younger guys and, and setting the tone for this culture. That that's just one small example that came to light of, of the selflessness of the group, and and it's it's really it's really been a pleasure to coach. You know, it, you mentioning that Brian reminds me of Senior Day when Alex Reese is a senior, but he came up to either you or or Nate or both maybe and and said, you know, I want Tyler Barnes to to start in my spot. It was almost a Rudy moment type of thing for the movie. You know, he, he walks in and goes, Coach, you know, I really – he's a senior. Let him – this kid hadn't started. And I thought it was great that you guys did get Tyler into the, the starting lineup. Alex did too. But it, it shows the maturity level and, like you said, the, how unselfish guys are that even a senior was willing to give up his, his spot on senior night for a guy that had never started a game and never would again. Yeah, I mean, that, that was a special moment. Um and that's, you know, it's, it's, it's funny. Cause these, these are these small stories that 
uh, get brought up, but it, it, it happens all the time with this group, and that's why we've had a good year. Um, that, that moment gave me chills. You know, a, a lot of guys probably wouldn't even – might not even cross their mind. And, and Tyler Barnes is a guy that you, you wouldn't, he, you know, he understood, he, you know, he wasn't sitting in there thinking, man, I can't believe I'm not starting. There is no right. way he would have ever vocalized it to anybody. Uh, but Alex Reese was sitting there thinking about him. And, and that tells you how special Alex is and, and, and how special the chemistry in this program is. Um, and, and it was the same thing in Kentucky. I'll be honest with you. You know, we're sitting there uh, playing in Rupp. You know, we we're, we have the opportunity to be up double digits in rub, which doesn't happen often. Uh, and the clock's winding down, and Alex Reese came and tapped on my shoulder. He said, Coach, Tyler's from Kentucky. This is his last opportunity. Make sure you get him in the game. And and we did. And, you know, his parents were up there, and I looked up, and his dad was in tears. Um, and, and it's just, those you know, those are the reasons I coach. And, um, those, those things are what makes this group really special. Crimson Tide assistant basketball coach Brian Hodson with us. I want to go kind of Roy Firestone here just a little bit. Let our fans get to know you a little bit better. Uh, endear yourself to them as well. If you want to talk a little bit about your childhood as well and growing up, but I want to bring that childhood, and you've been outspoken about it, and you, you've talked about it, but then how you got inspired to be a basketball coach. You know, who, who was there to inspire, motivate you, at a childhood or, or early developmental stage to now and how you relate to kids who are coming through the program in Tuscaloosa. Yeah. So, you know, it's my childhood is something that I didn't, I didn't talk about a ton until the last couple of years. Um, I did a story on it for my, my hometown newspaper. Um, I come from a, a community that's really struggling uh, in Western New York Um and, and I kind of wanted to be a voice um, and, and someone, uh, you know, that can help shed light on some things that are going on there. But, um, you know, I, to be honest with you, the, as far as basketball and, and how it became a part of my life, um, as we, you know, we've, I've talked about in my story, I was fortunate enough to be adopted uh, after being a foster child by, by the greatest family on earth. And um, I, I grew up in a, a little tiny town called Bolivar, New York, uh, for the first a um, couple of years of my life and uh, Bolivar, New York, for those that don't know, is about uh, a 20, 25 minute drive down the road from St. Bonaventure University. Um, and my brother, uh, who was valedictorian of his class and someone that I, I look up to, um, was on a full academic scholarship and uh, would, would come and pick me up and take me to St. Bonaventure basketball games. And, uh, and, and you know, not I probably am the only kid in the world that would, would say this, but I used to uh, sit in my driveway and pretend that I was the St. Bonaventure guys, uh, you know, guys that most of you probably never heard of Tim Wynn and Shandu McNeil. Um, and, and that's kind of how it started for me. Um, and, and as far as, you know, relating to the guys we have here, I'll be honest with you that, you know, the one thing that I say to them with, uh, you know, and mean it is there's not much that, that you're going to bring to me that you're going through or have been through that I, I can't relate in some way or another. Uh, and I think that's the biggest thing as a coach. You've got to be able to relate to these guys, understand where they're coming from. You know, times are changing. Uh, even this year, the pandemic makes it even more difficult. Uh, and, and it's real. And so coaching is so much more than just being out there on the basketball floor. Uh, and it, it, it's it's all about having a deep, deep, real relationship with the guys that, that you're going to be in the trenches with every day. You did an unbelievable job recruiting at Buffalo as a part of NATO staff. And that's why there, you were probably the first call he made 
or walked down the hall and said, pack, we're going, uh, and, and you wind up in Tuscaloosa, but when you were at Buffalo, you recruited Canada, um, and developed relationships. That's why Bama wound up with, with guys like, um, Josh Primo and Keon Ambrose Hilton. And, and I know it sounds for us here, like Canada's so far away and that's because it is, but when you're in Buffalo, I mean, that's like, that's like Petway going over to Mississippi, wasn't it? I mean, you're basically just crossing the border. It's not that far away, but you really did an unbelievable job of getting some some great kids in addition to great players to come with you to Tuscaloosa. Yeah, well, you know, the one biggest thing to put into perspective is is this. So Buffalo uh, in, in Toronto is literally, you know, like driving from, like you said, it's like driving from Tuscaloosa to Columbus, Mississippi. And, um, you know, and, and so the one thing that really kind of struck me was Toronto is like the fifth or sixth most populated city in North America. So you take a city that size and, and just think about the, the amount of talent that's that's in that city. And it's and it's relatively untapped. Um, and so we, we I was able to build strong relationships uh, there uh, well before I even got to Buffalo. One of my high school coaches is now there. Um and, and it, it is, it's right down the road and there's a lot of good basketball being played in Toronto. If you look at, uh, if you look at the NBA and, and you know, guys like RJ Barrett, Shea Gildas, Alexander, um, you know, it, it's the Canadians are, are making a big impact on the NBA and uh, yeah, we're, we're going to continue to recruit that area. I think there's a lot of talent up there and um, I, you know, there it's, uh, it's been good to us. So in Nashville SEC tournament, I can't remember if it was the night before the finals or the semifinals, but Brian Passink and I are walking back from dinner, and I don't think we were violating curfew, but we were we were headed back to our hotel, and here comes this big dude, cap on, you know, but may have had the the sweat the hoodie up. I can't remember, probably not, but realized it was you walking. Man, you were you were just trying to to let off some steam, the, the tension of, of the moment. So I know that's not uncommon, but man, this whole bubble thing's got to be driving you nuts as much as anybody knowing, knowing a little bit about you and how you just, it, you, you got to get out, clear your head a little bit. And that's kind of the toughest thing in it. Guys not been able to get away from each other and, and clear their minds when they need to. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I, I was, that day was more, I was so fired up to play in that championship the next day. Uh, yeah. And I just, I couldn't sleep. And I had to, I just, <laughs> I had to get out and, and, uh, and burn some energy and, and try to kind of calm myself down for that game. And, um, you know, I figured that was the best time to do it as far as COVID goes, you know, on our guidelines uh, with not many people being out on the street, um, you know, up, up in that part of Nashville. So, um, sure. and, and, but yeah, the bubble, you know, it is, it is, uh, it's a little different, but I'll tell you this. In, in some cases, you might say, man, I just need to get away from these guys, you know. Uh, I still do feel that way about, about Coach Petway, um, but, <laughs> but for, the, for the rest of us here, the, the chemistry is so close amongst our guys and the staff that, to be honest with you, we're, we're enjoying every minute of this. Hey, real quick, I, I, we only got a minute or so left, but – yeah. The fact that you'd ha- you'd take that shot and it was deserved, by the way, and well d- well done on your part. <laughs> to me, that shows part of just how close this group is. Pet's the only guy that that didn't have a connection to 
to Coach Oates prior to working with you guys in Tuscaloosa. But, man, y'all have truly become family in a fast amount of time, haven't you? We have. We have. I love that guy. The whole staff does. The players do. There's a reason uh, why he's been a staple here with Alabama basketball. Um, it's, you know, it's a joke amongst the coaching community. You know, this guy's like, you know, he's going to he's gonna be on the Mount Rushmore, um, you know, as far as Alabama basketball goes. But it, it, there's a reason. It just it doesn't happen often. It doesn't happen anywhere else in the country. He's one of the best people in the business. He's one of the most genuine people in the business. And, and he works. And the, and the last thing I'll say is when you have someone that cares that much about the success of this program and their work ethic match, matches that care and concern, why, why would they not be here? You know, and, and that's I mean, that's the that's the biggest thing I can say about him is why would that person not be? I mean, he really loves Alabama basketball. And, and I think that's special. And I think it's rubbed off on all of us. Been quite a season for the Crimson Tide. Hope that it continues after uh, this Sweet 16 weekend. That's Brian Hodgson, assistant coach for Alabama men's basketball, our guest inside the Press Box podcast. Catch our daily show weekdays on great stations around the state of Alabama and online 24-7 at PressBoxRadio.com. You can find us on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all at PressBoxRadio1. That's PressBoxRadio and the number one. And, of course, we always would love to hear from you. Email us at pressboxradio one at gmail.com. Again, PressBoxRadio, the number one, at gmail.com. For Chris Stewart, for J.D. Byers, I'm Mike Gray saying thanks for joining us here on the PressBox Podcast.